0: Welcome to TrekCast, the official podcast of the Real Estate Council here in Dallas, Texas. I'm Bill San Antonio. Thanks so much for joining us. In recognition and celebration of this year's 25th anniversary of Trek Foundation, we are so excited to have Bill Seacrest on the show today. Bill was the first chairman of the Community Development Assistance Corporation, which later became Trek Foundation, and he's here to talk about the foundation's early days with current foundation chairman, Bill Cauley of Cauley Partners. So for those of you keeping score at home, I'm Bill San Antonio, and on today's show, we've got Bill Cauley interviewing Bill Seacrest which makes three bills, a triple billing, a bill summit, an all-bill extravaganza, and therefore the most perfect Trek Cast episode imaginable. Bill Seacrest is a graduate of the SMU Dedman School of Law. He's originally from Kansas City, Missouri, but practiced in Dallas from 1969 through 2006 and co-founded the law firm Winstead, Seacrest & Minnick, which is known today as Winstead. Bill currently serves on the board of directors of Tailored Brands and was previously the director and chairperson of Tailored Brands and that company's predecessor, the Men's Warehouse Incorporated. Bill flew in from California to be with us today, and we took him to Clyde Warren Park this morning and gave him a tour of the Dallas Catalyst project site in the Forest District neighborhood, where he was reunited with Dr. Terry Flowers of St. Philip's School and Community Center. We'll get to all that and more in just a bit. Trekcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. You can also follow the Real Estate Council on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And now, Bill Fest, Bill Cauley and Bill Seacrest right here on Trekcast.
1: Bill, it's a pleasure to sit down and talk to you about uh, uh, Trek and and uh, its history. And I wanted to ask you just to kind of get into a dialogue here and see, uh, learn a little bit about how we got. From where you started and to today but 25 years ago you were the first chairman of the Community Development Assistance Corporation which eventually became the Trek Foundation did you ever think it would be what it is today and kind of what was your vision when you were forming it all
2: starting everything Community Development Assistance Corporation sort of came about by reason of a phenomena Uh, and that was the uh, sort of the underpinnings of the real estate council uh, which was that we decided to throw a party, and actually this was uh, called Fight Night. And it was in response to the fact that Dallas was in the doldrums, and all the real estate uh, developers were in the ditch, and all the banks were in the ditch, and everybody was just moping and groping around trying to figure out what to do. And the beauty of it was that out of that came an idea, and it was basically Swope's idea, uh, Jeff Swope, uh, Uh, He had been involved with the NAIOP, but the NAIOP wasn't doing anything for the community. You know, they were just a national organization. So how could you do something locally? And so Real Estate Council was the idea. So how could you actually do something that was fun? Well, do fight night. And uh, how could that come about? Well, that came about because of Steve Crossan, because he had actually refereed or umpired or whatever you call it, a refereed, I think, the... uh, Ali uh, Foreman fight and other uh, heavyweight prize fights. And so the idea was to bring together a group of US fighters and Russian fighters. You and know,
1: so I actually went to the first did fight. Did you go to the first one? Yeah, yeah, and I went um, to most of them for the first 10 years yeah. and I remember you know that, but one of the things that that really is encouraging to me is so the the economy's bad. Everybody's getting smoked, and you guys want to throw a party, which I understand. But you want to throw a party to give back.
2: Yeah. And so the idea was to get uh, get going with something to get it going, to get excitement, and get back into the community. Actually, get something going in the community, not taking something out of the community, but just throwing a party. So we got dressed up, in tuxedos, smoked cigars, did all this kind of stuff and everything else, and had ourselves a good time at that party. Well, the reason why I bring that up is because we did that a couple of years and it was very successful and the, and the party started developing more and more. But it was thrown by the Real Estate Council. So, what if, uh, what if you had a nonprofit, a tax exempt organization, throwing it? And what if it was really about giving back into the community? So, Community Development Assistance Corporation became that.
1: Swope Come up with that name. Uh, I think <laughs> I came you? up with that awesome. name.
2: I may have, or maybe Alice came up with the Alice Murray. But we came up with the idea, CEDAC, and basically at that point in time, the Real Estate Council Foundation, which is CEDAC, was not thought of. We just thought of it as okay. This is a way, a tax-exempt organization, where we can give money back and time back and everything back into the communities that needed to be revitalized. So uh, once you have the fight night money as an endowment uh, for the Community Development Assistance Corporation, then you have money, but that's not the key ingredient to the Real Estate Council. The key ingredient is the people who volunteer, right. who are members. Number one, the membership is absolutely important. So I understand it's 2,100 members now, that's fabulous. Number two is we have about 600 people who actually volunteer, and it would be great to have all 2,100 volunteer, but 600 volunteering, and then we would go into these communities, and we went into St. Phillips. We went in there with the bulldozers to bulldoze out and clean out the alleys and to pick up trash and everything else. And before we know it, we have people who are living there coming out and helping us pick up trash. We threw a party. We had a barbecue. Then <laughs> on Saturday and Sunday, we had a barbecue on Sunday. We, we did all sorts of fun things.
1: Okay, so, for, so when you threw the first fight night, did you plan – there to be a second fight night when you threw the first one or did you say hey that was fun let's do it again or well how I think did...
2: what actually happened was we, we were it was an experiment could you get somebody to come and a lot of people came and they had a good time so it, was, it so you could do it again and so, and so what... we did it again and we did it I think I think by the time we got into the third or fourth we started saying, well, we don't need to pay taxes on this. Let's do it in a tax-exempt entity, and so that was the idea. So that was the, that was the sort of the bell cow. So I ran with that ball, and uh, Community Development Assistance Corporation yeah. was something that I sort of thought might work. And then with the concept yes. of volunteers, the key was keeping track of the volunteers, in other words, a volunteer program. So if people were committing time, you can make a big difference. Now, the, the the next thing was we would not ever enter into a community unless we were invited in. So we had to be invited in by communities. But, so, but did center. word get
1: out? I mean, yeah, so, okay. I want to ask one question before we leave the first fight night. Did you raise significant money the first year? I mean, did yeah? yeah it was much.
2: It was it was, it, was, it was. it was. I think it turned out to be a significant event.
1: Which is, I remember going to it, yeah. and it was a great party. Yeah. And it, there were a lot of attendants. Yeah. Who's who in real estate have always been yeah, at it. They were there. But so it was significant. And, you know, the other point I think you made is uh, getting people to volunteer. I actually think it's more rewarding to go do the work than write the check. Yeah. And I think that's really good so that to was get the people idea. involved.
2: Yeah. So that was the idea to get people involved and actually to get them involved. And then also to realize that if, these were a group of real estate people, but not only just real estate developers and real estate managers and so on, but they were lawyers and accountants and this and that, right. all all touching the real estate industry. So you could do a lot of things, as your mind sort of imagined and being creative around the idea of bringing all of them in in different ways. Okay.
1: okay, and so how did you get to a point to say, okay, we've got this money, now it's tax-free dollars, where do we wanna go make a difference? How did you pick where you spent the money?
2: Well, at that point in time, Alice was involved, Alice Murray, and so what we did was we went around to different kinds of communities, let it be known through the city that we had this, these resources. That's awesome. And then, there, then the city was helpful, but basically, they were not directly involved. We got directly involved, and we would go into neighborhoods only if invited, and we would have charrettes. So a charrette is where you just met and sat down with the community, and uh, many times we were just we were meeting with the grandmothers, right? <laughs> you know, said what they wanted to see in the community. Others would, you know, other different people would show up. But what do you want to see happen in your community? And so, uh, you know, we had uh, three or four that were interested. We had to be invited in, and then the one that was really sort of ultimately caught my eye was uh st phillips neighborhood yes and that was a triangle with uh, we were talking to terry this morning there was 48 liquor stores he said or or liquor stores or alcohol related stores within that sort of 18 block area Mm -hmm. and so the idea was how you can clean up that get that out uh, get uh, because that was that was a sort of a, a place for uh, a lot of things to happen that you didn't want to have happening around a school. And so uh, you could bring in uh, legal resources and other kinds of resources to try to make a difference. We, so, I mean,
1: you had to have- So we did. You had to have key people involved, right? Yeah. That would make things happen. Yeah. You had to have um, some breaks, some things go right, yeah. right? Yeah. Like when, when you went to St. Phillips, one, <laughs> I've been there personally too and I can see how you can see how pouring into that is a winner. It's yeah. gonna be a winner and, and it and it's proven out yeah. to be.
2: Yeah, well you had a good guy in Terry Flowers there. Yes.
1: Right? It's it's incredible. Yeah. And but so how did you get I mean, did how did you end up leading the charge there?
2: Uh just I just said I would. And you volunteered? Uh, and I, I <laughs> volunteered and, And uh, it was something I had some passion around because I felt like uh, if you can harness, it was uh, just like a law firm, if you can harness intellectual capital and people's energies along with money, then you can really actually make a difference if there's a vision and a mission and a passion around it. So the idea is was to have the passion around it, to have the you know, have the vision and the mission, but also the passion, and then to have people really engage in that passion and to be volunteering for what appears to be a singular purpose, but it's really multi purposed. And right. you know, then uh, with uh, with the real estate council came the Real Estate Council Foundation, CDAC, and then came uh, the PAC, the issue pack, and then came getting engaged in uh, the PAC, candidate pack, getting engaged in different ways in the city council races and so on and so forth. And you could start seeing you could make a difference there. Then you could also see you could start making a difference uh, in statewide because you had the ability to access people who could lobby and you access people who could make changes. And so I was saying this morning, one of the things I think we changed uh, was the... Um, was the idea that if a house was foreclosed upon by the city for taxes, yeah, there was a redemption period. And as I recall, the redemption period was two years, and we got that changed to six, six months. So so it's, two years is an infinite yeah, long amount of time. And so everything can happen to yeah. that house yeah. in two years. Anything can happen to that house in six months, but less likely. Yeah, I agree. And so then uh, that was the idea to free that up. Then we came up with... Uh, with the idea of a land bank and then Craig and Kathy Hall uh, by my invitation I asked them to come get involved they got really involved they wrote a great paper on it uh, and it should be around here somewhere Uh, did a terrific uh, job in that and totally engaged both of them in that and uh, we had some very interesting times uh, meeting with uh, you know, the individuals who were the city council members of uh, in the South Dallas community. So
1: when you decided, when you uh, mm. branched into getting involved with the city council members and supporting people you yeah. thought would do the right thing, did it have an immediate effect? I mean, did you have... Did it's it a bear- gradual effect. You know, yeah. you can't ever... That's got to be a, you a can't, slow
2: climb. You can't... It's a slow climb. You yeah. can't ever... There's, I mean, when I come back and they ask, well, what, what, you know, was my expectation? I had no expectation. Just, I had, to, you know, it. I mean, it's, it's, it's fabulous to see what's going on. Yeah. And uh, you know, Linda took me around and uh, uh, today. So did you, you got a tour this
0: morning, right? Oh yeah, or I
2: got what? a, I got a tour of, uh, you know, the. Uh, the, the, where the Jefferson Theater yeah. is and oh, that So what
1: were your thoughts of that what we Awesome. We've, yeah. Awesome.
2: But you know you could walk into the bike shop for example. I don't yeah. know if you've been in the bike shop. I have. I have. But you walk into the bike shop. In yeah. the bike shop you know that's not just about bikes, it's about repairing bikes, it's about learning how to repair bikes and everything else.
1: Okay.
2: So the same thing can be done. You got automotive places down. The same thing could be done with learning how to be a mechanic. Right. Learning how to do things, learning how to work with your hands, learning the trades. Right. You can also, we talked to Terry a little bit about other kinds of things you can do, learning about electricity, learning about how renewables work in conjunction with grid and so on and so forth. All these kinds of things are all there, but they come about over a lengthy period of time and you have to have sort of an imagination to to bring it all together.
1: So having been away for as long as you have and then go down and take a look at it, has there been a bigger change than you expected? I mean...
2: Yes. Yes, and the It's got to give you a lot of satisfaction. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, satisfaction is not as excitement. Excitement. Uh, so what what you go, what you do is you go down and you see something. Anyway, the way my mind works is I see something, and what can you build on that? Right. And so the excitement is to get engaged. So it's the same excitement that you would have when you went in the first time. But the thing is, you go in, and now there's been a whole lot of stuff going on. Everybody's excited about certain aspects of it, so then you go in and you're excited about a potential that you see in another way. Right. So you do that, so it's, a, it's sort of a creative process. You know, for me, um,
1: I, I got to Trek late but and have uh, jumped in with both feet, and I have to tell you, To see the path that that you and many people have laid early on, it's really fun to try to, um, because it's more about like making a difference. You know, just trying to make it better. Like when I go in the box, I want to make sure that I've done a little bit more than. That, you know than the next guy, and in helping Dallas become a better city, yeah. or
2: helping people. Yeah, absolutely. And I
1: think you formed something here that's really special. Mm-hmm. It's really fun to kind of watch what's happening. Yeah. There.
2: So it's a little seed that sort of begins to grow, and it sort of grows, and and it keeps on, right. and it seems right. evolving, and people get in touch with it, and then you never know what's going to happen because many of these people who get touched by it actually maybe move on and do their own thing in right. their own way and everything else, right. but yeah. it. But this whole idea of volunteerism, of membership and volunteerism, and then combining that with some sort of uh, you know, fun stuff that creates yeah. money, like the fight night, or uh, Doers and Dreamers and Unsung Heroes, or these different kinds of things that we did. Yeah. I don't know where that stands today, but uh, all of that creates an endowment. I've always found
1: help. actually volunteering, it, I, I think it, you, we, we all need money. But I think volunteering is more. You can't outgive what you go down there to give your time, and you get more out of it than you're given because it's such a blessing. Yeah. So, what's your view on uh, Dallas? You know, when you started all this, Dallas was kind of a real train wreck. And what do you think about what's how Dallas has evolved and what the market's like now?
2: Dallas has always been amazing. I came here in '64, went to law school at SMU and um, had, had uh, been educated at Stanford in California, so I saw the California side of things. I grew up in Kansas City and then came here. Uh, and uh, loved the attitude of the place. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, when I was first here, going to Royal Lane was way north. <laughs> uh, so you can imagine yes. that going To Royal Lane, uh, you know you can imagine how easy it is now, and where it's gone. Uh, And so Dallas has always been incredible because it's, uh, it's, you know, with uh, people like Stimmons and Crow and Eric Johnson and so forth, and what they had as a vision, they actually made it work. And then people have come along and made it work, and so this is sort of sort of an uh, you know a, a interesting place, and yet it went north, and I think the interesting aspects of it is it's still dynamic and vital, and it's going to go south and west and yeah all over, and it's going to be a nice little diamond at some point in time. So it's a greater Fort Worth metroplex area of which Dallas is a part, and then you have this phenomena of you know, four counties and. I don't know how many cities now, but yeah. you know, just 30 more. Well, uh, just amazing to bring it all together and to have it all work.
1: It's, yeah, it's, I I think um, for me, I'm from the Midwest. And I came to Dallas in the early 80s, so I got there about the time everything was in a train wreck. Mm-hmm. But but uh, I think it's probably the best business climate or can-do attitude city I've ever been I in. I think in my it life. is,
2: Yeah, and I've been in, I've been intentionally involved in others, and this is the best. Uh, from the standpoint of starting our law firm when we started back in 73, Winstead, and uh, all the things that we you know, we did, uh, it was always a possibility that could be realized. In many places it's a possibility that can't be realized. Right, there's no barriers <laughs> yeah, there's here. There's no barriers. Yeah. If you add value, yeah. you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. And I think
1: people yeah. Yeah. will help you. Yeah. I, one of the things that impresses me about Dallas when I came here knowing no one is people were nice and people were helpful yeah. and if you added value you were welcome. Yeah,
2: you were welcome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the way it's been. And I think
1: that that pours into what you guys created when you started the foundation and
2: and, and the vision you had yeah. and what it's turned into. I yeah. mean... So, you know, Trek Real Estate Council and the Real Estate Council Foundation is, in my mind is just, it's just the beginning uh, with uh, what the foundation can do within the greater metroplex area but in Dallas basic yes yeah. as, as Dallas is defined is enormous and what can be done uh, in all parts of Dallas with uh, you know with education and bringing people forward we talked a lot about just simple agricultural practices we were talking about that with Terry yeah Because you can, you know, they have the they have the seed of it. They have a nice little garden and everything else they can show the kids and all that kind of. Mm. But you can do that in 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 bigger ways. You can have vertical gardens, vertical and horizontal agricultural, which you can get amazing amount of production out of just an acre. And so raw land that sits around and sits vacant could actually be turned into agricultural farms growing organic produce, which you know, Whole Foods and Central Markets and everybody else will buy, Any restaurants yeah. will buy. All this kind of stuff. And then the interesting thing about the bike shop was there was a little beehive. There three beehives at the bike shop and they were having all these bees and so they brought a beekeeper in and the beekeeper actually captures the hives and one hive is now on top of the bike shop and the other two are somewhere else. Well, the point of it is, is I live in Ohio part-time, and we have a big spa there. It's called Ohio Valley Inn and a Spa. Sure. It's five-star, yeah. and, and they teach people how to be beekeepers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so the honey that's being generated off of the top of the roof of the bike shop could actually is, is great honey. It can right. be, so But you can do that, and you can treat kids of to uh, beehive, yeah. be, be beekeepers. Yeah. And, you know, generate honey and see how the honey comes it's not bought in the store it's actually bought you know all this kind of educational stuff I'm rambling but it's no I
1: I think it's like you see people that are somewhat lost or looking for opportunity Mm -hmm. and you provide an opportunity or a path to, to, to feel like they're productive. Yeah. I think every person wants to be productive they in do. their life yeah. and they just want an opportunity. Yeah. A lot of people don't know how to be productive. You know, one of the things for me is now being involved in what you started is broadening the, the areas of the city that we touch yeah. and getting more volunteerism, but also more dollars out to yeah. more different areas of the yeah. city just to touch as much as you can and, um, and just make a bigger impact, yeah. I think
2: one of the amazing things about the city although it's not as apparent as it as you would think it would be is that you can ask people and they'll respond <laughs> and so you know uh i've very seldom been turned down if i asked somebody then there was a reason for my asking and i could paint the picture right um you know they'll get engaged right and, well
1: and like one of trek's slogans is Uh, build the city you've imagined and it seems to me like you and the group of people that started this 25 or however many years ago that was um, it's got to be somewhat um, satisfying to see that we've carried it's being carried on I hope you're happy with the way the, the the next generation has stepped in but but I take my hat off to you because you know I don't know I remember when all that was going on I was here I was I was in my 20s um, and it was a scary time in real estate because nobody really oh, knew yeah. if it a lot of people thought it would never recover and I remember that somebody saying that they'll never build another office building for 30 years in Dallas and ten years later they were building them yeah but um, at the time it was a pretty scary time so I commend you for Taking a stressful time and pouring it into giving back.
2: Well, thank you. And I, but I think the I think that the, the message is there's always an opportunity. Yeah. Uh, the of course you can have a lot of loss, a lot of pain, but there's always an opportunity uh, that grows out of that in some way, shape, or form. So if you, you know, it wasn't a great time for our law firm, for example, when everything was failing and so on and so forth, but there was an opportunity also to look at it in a different way and maybe diversify a bit and do those kinds of things. And uh, the, in in, actually, uh, in actuality for Dallas, it was a time of diversity too. So diversifying into different things, and that's still going on. And uh, it's coming from uh, more provincial to more uh, being really a true international city. Of I think we've importance. grown up. You I know,
1: agree with you. I think Dallas, like when I first came here Dallas was a city that nobody took seriously yeah. from an investment perspective. Yeah. Like, if institutional money coming to Dallas, right. they'd come, but they wouldn't really yeah. come. I think today yeah. now we're an accepted yeah. and, and um, really a, f- a market that people focus on.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it's fun. It's a it's a neat uh, it's a neat thing to see. But I'll use the word exciting because exciting is the way I yeah I gauge. I Things. If I have an excitement and a passion about it, then I'm involved in it. If I don't, then I move on. Awesome.
1: Well, yeah. is there anything that I, I should have asked you that I haven't? Um, you know, I think, uh, oh, I just, I just I think, want to make think, sure we cover everything.
2: I think we covered history. Uh, we've covered um, uh, the beginning stages of it and um, how CDAC came about, which then became the foundation, and many people have touched it since then. In Put their imprimatur on it, one way or the other. Yeah. The way the way it's gone, and many throughout the whole community, the greater Dallas community, have done that yeah. through the neighborhoods and the feedback from those neighborhoods and everything else. And it, change doesn't happen overnight, but the seed for change right. happens, yeah. and then it then it gradually comes forward, and so. I think we're seeing that here, and what's exciting is to see what's all going on. You look out there, and there, those two bridges weren't there at one point in time. Those bridges are beautiful, <laughs> and those bridges are beautiful. And I was driving down the tollway this morning. and I see the bridge, you know, and I say, "Wow, that's pretty cool." And uh, you know, Gail Thomas was a part of that, I believe, and uh, you know that whole kind of water right. and water scene, everything yeah. else, and how you reimagine the Trinity and all this kind of stuff. It's all really cool stuff.
1: How about standing downtown and looking at the Dallas skyline? It's just unbelievable, versus-
2: yeah. Unbelievable. Well, you look at the look at the Woodrow Rogers Park, you know, just, just building over that park, building over that freeway Beautiful. and then having that amenity to connect downtown and uptown so that it's seamless so that all of a sudden people can walk back and forth across as opposed to having a barrier that they had to skirt. Right. And um You know, people who got involved in Uptown early on, uh, you know, Tom Lardner and what he did and so on and so forth, the Meridian and starting that. And then, you know, Post Properties comes in, Staubach comes in, others come in. And it just starts developing and developing. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, you build over the park. Yeah. I mean, build over the over the Rogers, and you have a great park. And, it, so, and it's awesome. And it's awesome. I mean, going down there this morning was just uh, just awesome. And I think looking around and seeing all
1: the new buildings that have been built yeah. in the last, yeah. I don't know, 10 or 15 years, it's impressive. Yeah. I think uh, – I've always thought Dallas' skyline for the size city it was yeah. was a pretty one. Yeah.
2: So but, boy, we filled in a lot in the last yeah. so the Clyde cycle. Warren Park and then the Arts District, and then you – See what's possible for now, and uh, going on with Cotton Bowl and yeah. Fair Park, and and that's all pretty exciting. But then just reading about what's going on in Deep Ellum with the new development there, and then seeing all the stuff that's going on along the uh, corridor where Sears is, the old Sears building, and everything else, yeah. and going down there—that's just awesome. Yeah. So all of that is uh, nothing but net. It's yeah. just cool. Yeah, so just great.
1: Well, thank you for your time. I really appreciate uh, well, you spending the time to sit down, and I appreciate all the information. It's exciting, and and thank
0: you for coming back.
2: And well, thank you for doing what you're doing.
0: You got it. You bet. Big thanks to Bill Sechrist and Bill Colley for being on today's show. We just got a third microphone, so we'll have to have them back so I can try to get a word in. Tremendous, tremendous conversation today. Very grateful that we got to record that talk. Subscribe to TrekCast wherever you get your podcasts, and follow Trek on social media. Once again, I'm Bill San Antonio. Thanks for listening.